Welcome to Correct Me If I'm Wrong. I'm your host, Gregory Tyler. Boy, does it feel good to be back. It's been a little while since I've recorded an episode of Correct Me. Um, The Wave this week just posted its first episode back in a while. So go check out me and Cam on that. But um, I decided to take a little break between season one and two of Correct Me If I'm Wrong just to get a little more settled back in. Um, I, you know, I'm back in Seattle. I moved back here after my several months in Ohio. I'm in my new apartment and, um, I'm mostly settled in. Things are all put away and getting clean and tidy. Unfortunately, I still don't have like a nice workspace. I need a nice desk chair and uh, to clean my desk. So I have room to sit and record. So right now, I am just laid out, relaxing on the bed with all my, everything just sprawled out. It's not ideal. It's comfy, but not ideal. Either way, I'm excited to be back. It's time to start pumping out some episodes. And without any further ado, this one will officially be the first episode of season two. And I'm excited to announce some slight changes. So I guess there is some further ado. Um... As always, I'll drop my Rose, Bud, and Thorn of the Week. If you're new here, that's just a fun way to say I'll be telling you the best thing that happened to me this week, something that I'm looking forward to this week, and the worst thing that has happened this week. Unfortunately, it's usually easiest to come up with the worst thing that happened. So stay tuned, because i got a good one this week. It runs deep. I'm also going to keep going with my day in history segment where I drop some knowledge about a random historic event that happened this same week, but in the past, because obviously that's how history works. And that one's also fun for me. I love just digging around and finding odd and obscure happenings all throughout the, the timeline of humanity. So this one Again, I got a good one today. Great solid content, guys. I'm excited. I've also decided to add two new segments. Because why not? I really don't have a reason. I just thought about it. And these are two things I love. That being shoes and watching TV. So I'll be adding a shoe of the week. Where I'll pick typically a a random sneaker. Or, you know, sometimes a shoe, other shoes, I guess, that I love or hate. And I'm just going to give my thoughts and opinions and then a nice juicy rating of it. Then the second part will be an update on what I've been watching. Um, You know, I like to spend my free time or waste my other time watching TV and movies. So I figured, why not? Why not throw it out there? So it could be... A timeless classic that I finally got around to watching. It could be a notoriously terrible film, such as anything from the Fast and Furious franchise, or a new release, because who doesn't love the anticipation of a box office release? It feels so good to be back in theaters. Um, I actually went to two movies this week, and it felt good. But, or, yeah, two? Yeah, just two. 
unfortunately, one of my friends that I went with came down with COVID. So I've kind of been oh, like just stuck in my house. I don't have COVID. I just took a test, found out today. I'm good, but thoughts and prayers with him that he'll be all right. I'm sure he will. But we'll see how it goes with these um, these two new segments. And please let me know what you think. I'm always looking for recommendations. It makes it way more fun when someone says like, hey, what do you think of this shoe? Do this or watch this movie instead of me just like picking whatever I like and just slamming that at everyone. So let me know what sneakers or films you want to hear about and I'll rate them. So I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but I might. It just, it might just happen, but let's get into it. First things first, my rose for the week. This one has been a long time coming. So my rose this week was actually actually hitting on a pair of shoes on the sneaker app and when i say this is a big deal the years of l's have finally paid off and when i say years i mean years this is only the first time well technically it's the second time i've hit on the sneaker app but the first time they messed up with the shipping and then I just never got them. And they told me later, they were like, yeah, sorry. Like we just don't have any more. So that's that, here's your money back. So I never got the shoes. And that was probably two years ago. So hitting this, um, I can only imagine that it's the equivalent of how it feels when your first child is born. So obviously I'm pumped. Um, I got the, the championship gray low dunks, which you know, it wasn't something I was like dying to have, but it's nice to know that I'll be able to wear a shoe that I paid retail for and not have to worry about, you know, putting some miles on them because every shoe I've bought like on resale, I'm just so like worried that something's going to happen to them. So it'll be nice to just be able to freely wear something that I didn't spend an arm and a leg trying to acquire so this was really the confidence boost i needed to keep aimlessly joining the sneaker app draws so for all you out there that have never won keep persevering pushing on eventually you'll hit on a pair of shoes that you're not super psyched about uh because obviously you're never gonna get you know a major release you want some travis scott's good luck um but hey some championship gray dunks Go for it. Slap them on. Or you can buy them for me. Just kidding. I'm not going to sell them. I don't play that game. Usually. Um, Moving on. My bud for this week. So this, this one is, it's very personal to me. It's something I've been thinking about since I've moved into my apartment. And it might be on the edge of oversharing. But that's what this show is all about getting to know each other on a deep, intimate level. So this week, I'm most looking forward to using the new shower head that I finally got and installed myself. So, you know, learning to be a little handy. Just kidding, it was super easy. But it's got two different heads on it with two different angles. That means like twice the water, y'all. Assuming assuming my building can has you know the water pressure to really do that 
But if that is the case, I'm about to be more clean than I've ever been before. So it's got like one that like sits up above you and then like a lower one that blasts right on you. It's like the like the poor man's version of the super like, fancy expensive one. I don't know if y'all saw it was like Kylie Jenner was in that like super fancy shower, but it was barely dripping with the water pressure. So I'm kind of worried that if hers was doing that, mine's going to do that. But come on, fingers crossed. I need this win, y'all. I need it. So another great thing about it, though, it's like a foot taller than the old one. So I don't have to hunch over like Quasimodo when I'm washing my hair, which is such, such a relief. Um, Because showering is a perfect example of the downsides to being tall. So remember that every time you're thinking, man, I wish I was taller or man, I wish I was Greg's height. You know, you probably do, but you always got to pay the piper. Nothing's free. And there are some major downsides. Sometimes it sucks. Like I said, showering is a perfect example. I'm not even a giant. But I can't tell you how many times showers are way too short or how many times my head has touched the roof of a car and I have to like crane my neck all weird to the side just to sit in the front seat or don't even don't even get me started on leg room in an airplane. Is that cliche? Yes, but it's brutal. And I think about it frequently so often. So just let me be excited about this lovely uh, shower head. Shout out Costco. Um, so I got a shower head and like a bulk thing of chocolate milk. It was a great day. So just a lot of excitement. But um, anyways, it's gonna be nice to have an appropriately fitted shower head. So wish me luck. Moving on to my thorn. This has been brewing. This one's been brewing for a while. Basically, since the second I moved into my, my new apartment, things were put into motion that cannot be undone, and I didn't even know it. But so my thorn is the fear of being too loud in my apartment and having my downstairs neighbors get mad at me. So like I said, there's some backstory here. My apartment has rules. And there's rules about quote-unquote quiet time, which I think is pretty normal, that starts at 10 p.m. and go until 7 a.m. 7 a.m. feels kind of crazy to me, and I love sleeping in. You know, I'm not just advocating for the early risers. You know, this is coming from the other side, from the sleeper inners. But a lot of people are up and at it and getting ready for their day long before 7 a.m. Like, what if someone needed to blow dry their hair and it's only 6.45? They just have to, like, sit there and let it air dry for 15 minutes? Or what if someone is doing a juice cleanse? You know, they're trying to improve their colon health and they need to blend up a tasty green smoothie. You know, and they gotta do it quick before they catch the bus. What do they have to do? They just have to sit there and wait till the clock strikes seven? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But back to the story. So I like to have people over on the weekends. I'm not doing anything crazy 
during during like the weekdays i'm an adult i'm kind of responsible but on the weekends when i have some people over i'll admit we can be a little loud i don't know if it's too loud because i can say that there's never any music blasting or anything like that but the downstairs neighbors have complained twice in one month about the volume coming from my apartment. And honestly, as I'm recording this, I'm getting nervous that they can hear me, like they're listening and I'm gonna be in the middle of this and they're gonna come up and complain. And it's just the fear, it's just driving the fear in even more. Ugh. But so the first time they were just banging on the floor. They just had something and they were, they were hitting their roof, banging my floor. And that was confusing to me because I've never actually had that happen or done it to someone. I thought that was only a thing that happened in movies and sitcoms. Like I know anyone was actually doing that. I thought we were just addressing each other like adults because it wasn't even late either. Oh no, I lied that time. It was late. That was, that was like 2 AM, but we weren't being loud. We we're just sitting and talking. So either they have hypersensitive ears or we have the loudest voices in the world or the floors are super thin. I don't think the floors are super thin. It's like a hundred year old plus house. So these walls are like rock solid, but I don't know. So then the second time, second time happened and I hear just this knock on my door. Just boom, boom, boom. I knew it was the neighbors right away. I've never actually met them. I just, I knew it was them. I knew there was no way anybody else was coming up the stairs and knocking on my door. So I walked to the door expecting some little old lady to ask me at least moderately politely to keep it down. Nope. It was a young college girl. It was honestly quite rude asking me to keep it down. I was so baffled that like someone younger than me i'm just, i mean I'm, I'm assuming she is she looked like she could be in college that the level of volume that we are outputting was loud enough to bother her so much that she had to come up and tell us to keep it down so i was caught so off guard that all i could do was just continued being the polite gentleman that I am and say, Oh, of course, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. We'll keep it down. I didn't realize we were being so loud. And like, as she's knocking, my dog's just like freaking out in the background, just barking, like being 10 times louder than it would have been if she never knocked, but whatever. So I, you know, I'm so sorry, shut the door. When, if I wasn't, if I wasn't so shocked, what I should have done was told her that, Hey, it's only 9.20, and technically, I have 40 more minutes to be as loud as I want. But I figured I should keep that one in my back pocket for later, because the war's going to rage on. I know it is. This was a couple weeks ago. Fast forward to now, and I can't do anything even remotely loud in my own apartment without worrying I'm going to get that obnoxious knock. She's holding me hostage in my own apartment. Like last night, I was pounding out some breasts to make chicken cutlets for some Romano crusted chicken. Yep, that's right. Some chicken breasts. Get your mind right. 
But while I'm pounding out these breasts, it was kind of loud. I had the, you know, the meat tenderizer, the mallet, the whole shebang, pounding on them. But out of fear, I stopped a little earlier than I normally would have. And they were a tiny bit thicker than I was hoping for. Still delicious, but I'm sure you can understand the frustration. Could have been better, but I'm living in fear. I'm living in fear in my upstairs apartment. And it's taking a toll on me. It's taking a toll on my meals. My social life. People are nervous. They're going to be loud. It's, it's a whole ordeal. So I guess all I can hope for is that I'll, you know, get over this, this fear sometime soon. Maybe we'll be able to, you know, make amends and uh, have a, a peaceful, some, some kind of peace treaty. It was funny, though, because my building has like a secure front door. So if you forget your keys, you're stuck. And uh, somebody was ringing my buzzer the other day. I look out my window and it was it was her. It was the complainer. And part of me, part of me wanted to just leave her locked out. But, you know, it's it's rainy here. And so I, I went down there and I opened the door for her. And I'm, I'm assuming she rang every doorbell because I could tell she was annoyed it was me. And then she just kind of made some like snarky remark of like, Oh, like, okay, like now I'll, I'll let you in one time and we'll be even. And I was like, oh, we're not even close to being even. But anyways, I'll keep you guys updated on the happenings with that. But let's get into some history. This week, I'm going with November 12, 1966. And what happened was the first selfie ever was taken in space you heard that correctly the first selfie in space the iconic astronaut buzz aldrin snapped the photo while he was doing a spacewalk during one of the gemini missions so this happened roughly three years before he became the second man to walk on the moon in 1969 so this dude has just been falling out in space just really peak astronaut top of the game and if you haven't seen the photo i would highly recommend looking it up it's easily the coolest selfie ever taken uh i mean sure there might be like newer like cooler space selfies taken now just because of where technology's gotten us but this one you got to look it up it's a classic because not many people have ever had the opportunity to snap a picture in full space gear with the earth just floating around in the background so you know ellen thought she was really doing something with that oscar selfie but this just blows that out of the water like ellen should have been canceled just because of this thinking that she had the best selfie of all time but hey we, we got her anyway so it's all good but after reading about this picture I couldn't help but just diving into the rabbit hole of selfie taking history so here we go while the idea of taking a photo of yourself has been around for a long long time the word selfie is not it was first used in 2002 so Buzz Aldrin didn't even know 
he was taking a selfie. He just did. It was just intuition, just raw, like cultural icon just coming out. And he just, he just knew. But so, yeah, the phrase selfie or the word selfie was first used in 2002 by an unidentified Australian man. He's missing out on some serious recognition here. But the story goes that he was out drunk one night and ended up getting a busted lip. And I can only imagine was like a pub brawl or a fight. And he ended up needing to get stitches in his lip. And he sent a photo of it to his friend to make sure it looked okay. Possibly the most Australian thing ever. And when you think about it, it makes sense. You know, the term is Australian. Stitches in the selfie, shrimp on the Barbie. Just goes together. It works. So in the coming years, obviously the word selfie just exploded. So much so that it was named Oxford's Word of the Year in 2013. Just barely beating out Bitcoin and twerk. Yeah. Yikes. That's actually, that's another interesting, the words of the year from Oxford, because like Miriam Webster does it in their words of the year are like real serious. Like, uh, like climate emergency was one of theirs. Where is this? Oh no, this is Oxford still. I guess they got a little more serious because in 2014 they used vape. <laughs> so whatever. Glad there's a word of the year. I think one year it was just an emoji, which just doesn't make sense, but it is what it is. Anyways, like I said, just beat out Bitcoin and twerk. So the history of taking selfies might not be as captivating as twerking. It's still pretty interesting. So we're going to carry on. The first selfie ever, ever taken was in 1839 by a man named Robert Cornelius. He was an American pioneer in photography. Um, and so obviously this was a long time ago. So cameras were built way different. They were way slower. So this guy had to remove the lens cover, go sit down, hold his pose for like 10 minutes, get back up, and then recover the lens, and then develop the photo. So, a lot of effort. A bit underwhelming, but it did pave the way for generations of selfie snappers. Another important tale in the evolution of selfies came in 1914, when the Grand Duchess Anastasia, who was the daughter of the last Tsar of Russia, Nicholas, Nicholas II, she took a photo of herself in front of a mirror, making her the first teen to snap a mirror selfie. But then her whole family was captured and murdered during the Russian Revolution. So, you know, the price of being a cultural icon, I guess. You want to be a trailblazer? Sometimes you got to pay the price. Finally, in 1920, we fully bridged the gap and had the first selfie taken by a camera that was held and extended outwards. 
and it was taken by five men. They all worked for the Byron Company, which is a photography studio founded in New York that's still in business. So that's cool. Um, but the camera they used was actually so heavy that it took two of them to hold it out. So imagine if you needed a partner for every selfie you wanted to take. Mm-hmm. Be real different. So next time you hold your arm out by yourself to get that perfect angle, remember, think about all the pioneers that came before you. And sorry to break it to you, but no matter how hard you try and how many filters you slap on there, it's never going to be as cool as Buzz Aldrin grabbing a selfie with the earth. But hey, keep pushing. Maybe one day. Next thing's next. Shoes. I want to start this new shoe segment off right by just diving straight into some controversy. People are more divided on this pair of shoes than Congress is on abortion. I'm talking about Crocs, baby. The industry standard for comfort and also the easiest way to lose friends. But here's the truth. Crocs are like paying for a laundry service. Once you start, you can never go back to folding your own clothes. Now, does it actually make you better than people that do fold their own clothes? Absolutely. It's a sign of superiority, just like Crocs. Think about it. Think about all the signature Crocs out there right now. Bieber has Crocs. Post Malone has Crocs. Diplo has Crocs. The Grateful Dead have Crocs. Lightning McQueen from Cars has a signature pair of Crocs, and they aren't cheap. If you're still in the hater camp, I implore you to slide into a pair and tell me your feet don't sing the second they get in there. And if you're running late, you just pull up that heel strap and boom, you're in four by four mode, ready to run, jump, fly, fully prepared to take on the world. Crocs, they just work in every scenario. Well, okay, that's not fair. Actually, you know what? Yes, do it. Be an icon, wear your Crocs to church, wear your Crocs to a funeral, wear your Crocs in the rain, wear your Crocs everywhere because they will always work. They're always, always an eye catcher. My overall rating for Crocs, nine out of 10, because nothing's perfect, but Crocs come close, real close. So let me know if you agree, disagree. Go, uh, go, you know, go follow me on Instagram, Greg Tyler Comedy. Let me know, blow me up. And also, well, you know, about the shoes, but also let me know what shoes I should do next week because you know we might we might as have to do a, a crowd pleaser unless someone really throws out an un unavoidable suggestion so let me know this week's motion picture picks another disclaimer i am by no means an expert on cinema but i do watch a lot so i thought it would be fun for me 
just do a brief rundown of what I've been watching, you know, every, every week or so. So this week I hit two movies in theaters and I started a new show. So a little busy and I watched a whole lot more than that. I'm just, you know, I'm cherry picking, just taking the good stuff. Well, kind of the first one, first movie I saw in theaters was Spencer starring Kristen Stewart. And it's a drama that follows Princess Diana during the three-day Christmas day with the royal family that led up to her deciding to leave Prince Charles. Now, I enjoy biographical drama as much as the next guy, but this one was just a lot for me to get through. There was a couple good scenes you know, there was actually, there was one really good scene that stuck out to me, but then as the movie got closer and closer to the end, it just kind of felt like it was deteriorating, just like evaporating, like the plot was just poof, but maybe I'm just too dense to understand it, and it went totally over my head. I'll have to check with our, our in-house movie expert, Dylan, to see if my rating is totally off base, but I'm going with a four out of 10. Sorry, Kristen. That's all I can do. Second film this week was Marvel's The Eternals. Me saying Marvel should tell you everything you need to know. Superhero action with some witty one-liners. That pretty much sums it up. Uh, if you're not familiar, the storyline follows a group of immortal superheroes that were sent to Earth and tasked with the mission of keeping humans safe from these crazy monster things that like require human meals to survive. Um, and of course, everything goes terribly wrong. I don't want to say too much and spoil anything because there's some, what I'm sure they're considering big plot twists, but I don't want to give it away. Um, some of the highlights, Angelina Jolie was super great, even though she was majorly underutilized she had like most like on screen for most of the movie but barely had any lines it was kind of weird but she still she still made the most of it and then Selma Hayek never misses so that's something to look forward to so even even with the few saving graces I still gotta overall give it five out of ten not impressed wasn't the worst thing wasn't the best thing watch it and let me know so since it was a tough week for me in the theaters i had to find something good to watch at home you know control what you can control and as a comedy writer this is embarrassing to say but i've never actually watched curb your enthusiasm so i figured you know there's no better time than now um, I was never a huge Seinfeld guy, so Larry David was not on my radar as much as he should have been, never felt must-see for me, um, and obviously, I was wrong. I'm almost a season in, and I absolutely love it so far. The awkward tension just absolutely destroys me, but I'm learning to love it and live in it, and it's just hilarious. Watching this reminds me of when I had when I first started watching The Office, where like the first couple episodes, I was like, oh, this is so cringy. 
but then you just get so addicted and now i'm here i'm sold on it um i'll update as i keep working through it but so far seven out of ten well done larry david hopefully i can get around quick enough to to see in this the newest season because i'm pretty sure a new season just came out if you've seen that let me know but that wraps it up for the first episode of season two of correct me if i'm wrong uh as always correct me if i'm wrong is brought to you by wavypack.com shout out everybody over there max still and cam i know there's some new guys that that i'm still getting to know so i'm sure they'll get their shout out don't worry i love that team um and thanks for listening and don't forget to to send me those ideas people so until next time peace Bye.